Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I am Doug. And I am the one they know as Justin. Justin's back! Yeah! He's returned! Yeah! I'm back, baby! Missed you, buddy. We all missed, missed you. you. Oh, man. It was tough going out and fighting. What was I doing? I was saving the kids from the demons. And mm-hmm. there was something else I was doing the first week. But yeah, my, my, uh, my journeys were worth it. But they were long, and it kept me away from you and our Mind Gap family. So I'm glad to be back. Your hero, your hero's journeys were hero's long journey. and epic, and you know you went and talked to the sage, mm-hmm. you know who found you and gave you your wisdom, and then you you went and you 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 met your first difficult trial, you know which you overcame. But then you had to doubt yourself, you know, doubt the path that you're on. And I don't remember the character circle that Dan Harmon put together. I but just, I, I remember like, if bits he's going to do this full thing, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I remember bits and pieces, but I don't know all of it. So, you know, I got to pull it up now. Dan Herman's story circle. So, so good. So we well done. Here? It starts with just give me that. So in a, in a zone of comfort, they desire mm-hmm. something. They enter an unfamiliar situation. They adapt to that situation. They get what they desired. They, they pay a heavy price for winning. They return to the familiar situation and they have overall changed. Ta-da. Ta-da. And that's what I did. Yeah. I'm I overall proud of you. changed. <laughs> overall, I yeah. changed. I my changed pants. my overalls. Yes. I came back here. And then and we're we're all the better for it, honestly. Yeah. Most all people of us. don't know, but under I, almost I would say just about every day I wear overalls, but I wear a shirt over them so you don't know that I'm wearing overalls. It's just they're underalls. Like yes. It's they're over some. Because I wear right. an undershirt and then those and then a regular shirt. So they're they're oversums. Why are overalls? I guess some people made it cool a couple of years ago. But yeah. overalls, for the most part, you look at that, you're like, what's this redneck up to? You know, what's this farmer doing? <laughs> well, it you depends because they had their heyday back in like the late 80s, early 90s. Like they were they were in vogue for a little while. For kids, they were the Ashkash Bagashes. And then yeah. the adults... Because if you watch like Friends and any of the the shows, like the people who are setting the style trends, they're wearing overalls and they're they're rocking them. So, but then all of a sudden, fell back out of style. And lately, I would say that I've seen some people rocking them again. Mm. Good I for them. 
But if someone like you or I wore them, it would be what's that redneck up to? Right. Yeah. Look at this idiot. I can yeah. tell tell me you're from Missouri without telling me you're from Missouri. It's exactly. easy what yeah. that would be. It depends. Like, where's Andy America, you know? That's what Andy America was missing. We need to get Andy America a pair of overalls. Yeah, I feel like going shirtless doesn't necessarily. I mean, it kind of works, but not really. Maybe like if you had some uh, straps going over each gently uh, draping over each shoulder, I feel like that would really (laughs) the gently, you know, adjective just seemed very, I don't know, romantic. Gently once slowly slipping off the shoulder. You know, everything about Andy America is romantic. Right. I thought say that or a dirty tank top, a dirty white tank top with stained yeah. with with barbecue sauce and sweat. That and some other like yellow I'm, fluid. You're like, is that sweat or is that somehow urine? I don't know. But it's there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that we're slowly piecing together the uniform for Andy America. Andy America is a fun fun you guy think, and i don't think he got the credit he deserved i just want to put that we'll out there see andy will he return for a guest spot at, at, at any point in time do you think andy i mean Murphy's i think he for a return or is he retired at this point no i think he's andy america you know here's the thing yeah it's easy to look at andy america and be like here's this one note guy you know here's this guy who's just like really concerned about making sure he has guns to kill kangaroos you know this guy who's just you know hunting wildlife and everything like that. But I mean, at his core, he's still a human being. You know, he yeah. loves the Ernest movies, you know, he's got, <laughs> he, he's, he's, he's very, you know, endearing, you know, with lovemaking in bone city, you know, he's got a lot going on there. You know, he's, there's, there's, he's layered, yeah. you know? So I, I think if you're silly, you categorize him as a one note, but that's just not who he is. Yeah. So, He's more than that, you know? And are you going to agree with everything that he says? Probably not, you know, but what human do you agree with everything, you know, on? He's just, it's just not, it's not how it works. It's not how the world works. So, I don't know. He's a cool dude, all right? So. I dig it. Yeah. You better fucking dig it. Fucking dig it. Uh, Justin, happy new year, buddy. And happy new year to everyone else who's listening. And happy, you know, that matter. Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. Like I missed, I was, I was gone for all of it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, tell me. How were things? Uh, you know, I had two weeks off for the holidays, which yeah, was awesome. I All of my plans fell through. Awesome. Yes. So I had whatever I had planned didn't work out. So it was just me, Jill, and Nat for two weeks, which was incredibly chill. But by the end of it, I think we were ready to get back to something because that was a lot of time off, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, I played a lot of video games. I uh, didn't do everything I wanted to do creatively, but I was also like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to enjoy this time to myself and uh, played a lot of video games. Um, We went to uh, play laser tag, which was nice. And Jill came with us that time, which was fun. So, and and Natalie actually got some score. You know, she actually hit someone, which was cool. That's awesome. So it was was fun. We had a good time with that. But yeah, I had big plans. Like we're going to go out and do stuff. And then it got to be negative 35 degrees around Christmas. So we're like, well, we're not going anywhere for that. And then, you know, it was a lot of, you know, I don't know. It was, it was fine. It was chill. Um, Yeah, it was, it was good. It it was really hard to go back to work. Really hard to go back to work. Cause I'm like, A, what the fuck was I working on? Right. And B, I'm just used to not doing much. So this is hard. You're asking me to do things like, come on, man. Like, 
I just really? came off of two weeks of not doing anything. Anything. Yeah. So anything. So that was uh that was interesting. And uh yeah, it was it was good. It was refreshing. I felt very, you know, disconnected from work and other stuff and um, you know, enjoyed Enjoy doing the podcast with Noah and Seth and, you know, we, you know, we may do and yeah, it was good. It was a good time. How about you? How were your holidays? They were good. I feel like you guys did more than make do. I feel like you guys crushed it. We had a, a, a solid, solid guests, you know, it's, yeah. they're never going to match. They're never going to be you, Justin, no. but when push comes to shove and I got to, you know, I got to assemble the Avengers, you yeah. know, they, they answer the call and that's what I always appreciate. So Absolutely. shout out to those two. For help um i had a good a weird weird couple uh it was a weird december we'll say with some some family stuff going on uh some some a few health things um you know it was it was a weird december but all in all it was great because i got to go back down to the quad cities i got to spend all uh, just about a, a full week down there which is the longest time that i've gotten to spend at my dad's place since i went to college down there wow so it's been what was that week. like it was awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Nice. They kept apologizing. Like, wow, we don't have anything like really fun planned or anything like that. And I was like, we don't need to. Like, if I was, I it's just fun being down here and existing. You know, just yeah. just getting to hang out with everybody and and just have a uh, you know just just have a a moment of time down here without without having to run around and do a ton of stuff. It's nice just to exist with the people that you love. You know. So I told I said yeah. we were sitting watching TV one night. I was like, you realize that if I was in Grand Rapids, I'd be doing the exact same thing tonight. Like this is no, you're yeah. not slowing me down. This is this is right. my life, and I'm loving the fact that I'm doing this just elsewhere. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a, that's a misconception that like when you're sometimes with family, it has to be a big event, and it really doesn't. Like I oh. found some of the best times I've had hanging out with my brother. We just hang out and watch each other play video games. Like we're ten years old again, and we watch movies and we have a blast yeah. i remember i did like three or four days with with my brother once and i was like dude this is awesome i'm having so and he was like dude you gotta play this game he just watched me play he's like yeah do this and i'm like i'm having so much fun he goes awesome me too i'm like this is great right a chair broke we went and bought a chair put it together I remember we were laughing our asses off as we we're trying to figure out how to put it together it was just yeah. a very memorable good time we didn't do anything huge yeah it was just very simple which is why sometimes when i i go to places and it it seems like because there's one thing, it's one thing to have like the production, but it has to be earnest. You know what I mean? If it's right. the, we're going through the motions because this is what we're supposed to do. Right. It doesn't have the same feel. And I'm like, we don't have to do this, right? You realize we could just make this infinitely easier. Yeah. And just, just hang out. not do this. Yeah. You know, like that would yeah. be better for everybody. So it was good to go down there and do that. And it was, I got, we did a grand tour of, uh, of families. So I was, I was gone for about 12 days, uh, which was fun to try to figure out how to, how to pack and then get the car packed. Cause we came down with our, our washer and dryer and our units on the fritz. So we came down with a ton of laundry. Oh, no. oh nice. It was like you were in college all over it again. It was really you know? like it. Yeah. Presents for everybody. And then we had to come back with that laundry plus all the presents that we exchanged then we got and then this that it was just it was a it was a crazy crazy bit of travel but went to the quad cities for a week then went up and uh, saw beth's family for like four days and then out to schaumburg to see my mom and we just saw we saw everybody and then came back here and uh had a very easy low-key new year which is exactly how i like my new year's now i don't like to go out anymore 
New Year's. I think we've talked about this in the past. Any New Year's numerous times. Fuck New is, Year's. Yeah, well, any New Year's celebrations usually just a it's a it's a disappointment. You go yeah. out and it's this big night where everyone just gets shit faced and what a way to kick the year off <laughs> by yeah. blacking out, you know. It's, yeah, it's just, not. Yeah, there's, there's nothing fun about that anymore. It's not all it's cracked up to be. No, absolutely so. not. And I then, just had uh, a strange. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and then we got good news that we're uh, we're actually closing on our house on January 24th. Oh. That's what, what I'm talking the about. Is that sound effect? I if love this it. Is gonna I'm be so happy. One, I love it. I love you, and I'm so happy because this has been a long time coming. Very long. I don't time, think. Yeah. I don't think people know the the backstory of how this has been going on because it didn't it's 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 like one of those things where you don't want to tell people like hey man i applied for a job like oh that's cool and they're like how'd that go and you're like it didn't happen you know you don't want to put it out there because then you have to answer for whatever updates are happening but you and beth have been looking for a long long time quite some time Yes, even before you left for Michigan, yeah. you were looking for a house, and yeah. I am thrilled, absolutely thrilled, yeah. that this is taking shape now. This is very exciting. It's one of those two where you're just you're you're excited because uh, at the time when you're looking for all these, one falls through, or you put an offer on, and then someone comes in and take you know puts a better offer. You think you got and it's this this whole back and forth and emotions and. You just feel like you're never going to find the right house. And then we found this house. We're like, we're actually glad none of the other ones worked out because we're so happy about the one that we're moving into. And so it's it's just, it's you got to trust the, the process. And that's when you're in it, it's the hardest thing in the world to do is to trust the it's process. Brutal. When you're at the end of it or when you're nearing the finish line, you can look back and go, yeah, it was the right thing to do. It's just trust your realtor, trust the product. Like it's, it's, you're moving towards this. This one might not have worked out because of X, Y, and Z. And when you find the right one, it's going to make sense and bop, 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 you know, so it, it, it was worth it. We're excited. We cannot wait to get in there and to host you guys and, and have a good time. So it'll be a, it'll be a good time, but most excitedly, I'm, ex- I'm the most excited to delete the fucking uh, real estate apps for my phone. I don't want those on my phone anymore. I can kill all the alerts I've been getting and I don't have to, Every time a new batch hits, I'm not frantically scrolling through. I'm trying to be the first one to to contact the realtor. Done. You you couldn't have picked Done. a worse time to be looking for a house. Like yeah. that was just yeah the absolute worst time when it was essentially a seller's market and oh, everyone God. was just beating. It was like Black Friday for day in and day nine out. months. As people were scrambling over each other to get homes, people and were throwing down like it, and you heard. You heard stuff about it on the news, but in, unless you were in it, you really didn't. It didn't hit. Like you really didn't yeah. grasp it. <clears throat> People were throwing down fifty grand over asking blindly, fifty grand over asking, like cash offers, piles of cash, going getting thrown out. Uh, you know, waiving inspections, just all sorts of crazy shit. You're just like, yeah. How do you? Our stories of someone this? buying the seller's next house yes, for them. Absolutely. And it was like, as a seller, how could you not say no to that? You know, it was just it's, so yeah. overinflated. And then recession comes. And what happens? Higher interest rates. Right. So it's like, great. Now this stuff's cooling off. And now interest rates are getting jacked to the tits. And you get to deal with that. So yeah. luckily, 
luckily things are starting interest rates seem to have relatively peaked and there's there's information that says that come next year they might start to trickle back back down to maybe the low fours so we'll yeah. be looking at a possible refi pretty early yeah on. that's that is the good thing is that refinancing is always an option with yes. that um i was fortunate in that i was able to take advantage of that when rates were very very low um i had a lot the person i did my loan through was like hey have you guys thought about this and initially i was like fuck off but then i was like actually no this is not a bad idea we can yeah. you know capture and i shaved a couple hundred bucks off a month yeah from my mortgage because i was able to refinance i was like sweet this is yeah. awesome this is exactly I've, what i'm looking for i've heard people who have like family members who told me yeah since we've owned our home for like they've owned their home for maybe the last 20 years like we've refied five six times in that time like just to mm -hmm. keep knocking it down and keep you know like we know we're going to be here we know we're not going anywhere and yeah you know if you if you know you're going to stay in a place and, it, and it's the right move for you and you can afford the the refi costs and everything like yeah it's it's definitely a nice option to have in your back pocket for sure. One hundred percent. This has 100%. been a real estate talk with Doug and Justin. Let's talk about the house that's right for you. Have you been watching the market? What zip code are you looking in? Write your com write in the comments below. What's your dream house? What are you looking for? Do you want four bed, two bath? What's the square footage? Do you know? Do you want uh, an older home? Do you want a fixer upper? Do you want a modern, all inclusive turnkey home? Well, guess what. We know people who know people who have possibly done that in their lives. So that's the most non-committal uh, pitch. We know people yeah. who know people who have maybe possibly done that in their lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, Noah says now it's my turn to be stressed about the house stuff for months. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, pal. It was. Uh, I got lucky. I know I got lucky, and I'll always. It took Jill and I one day of looking at houses. We found one that we really liked. And uh, the sellers were extremely motivated. Um, it was during winter and yeah. we were able to close within like we basically made a deal within a week that's and a, it was that's done. Amazing. Yeah. I was like, oh, I was prepared to do what you were. You've been going through. I'm like, this is going to be a long haul. Dig in, settle in. Yeah. Right. Let's see what we can find out here. Oh, and it was it was but we got lucky checking those lists. I think that's the thing that was killing me is every day yeah. you would hope that a good batch of listings hit. And some yeah. days you would get none and some days you would get a ton of them and they were all just fucking hot garbage. They looked like they were made of paper mache and a stiff yeah. breeze, a stiff fart would blow them over. And yeah. just like, and it's just, it's soul crushing when you're, when you're looking at that day in and day out. It's a battle of attrition, right? Because you start yeah. to realize like, how bad do I want this? Do yeah. I want to settle on right. something? Oh, like the settling, and, Noah, and the temptation. This, the settling is a real thing. Do and yeah. I'll and it's hard in the moment, but dig your heels in, find find your you know, find your steel and 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 just don't don't settle. Do not settle yeah. because you will kick yourself. I guarantee you. That's my the one. You're paying for it one way or another. Yes. Either you're paying for don't it when settle. it's for what you want, or you're gonna pay to add it after the fact. So absolutely, you know, yeah. Know what you want. Yeah, um, Jared. I want he did say his to go back a little bit here. My friends have a great New Year's Eve tradition. They pop a balloon every hour between 1 p.m. and midnight, and each balloon has a simple activity. That sounds like a legitimately fun. If the, if you're going to ring in New Year's, it's that's chill, but it does sound like a good time. Like that's the way that I would celebrate New Year's now. Doug, well, you can just not do that time. and do what you want. You can do whatever you want. You know, you have to pop a balloon. You know. 
Is popping a balloon too much effort for you now, Doug? No, it's you're going to have to fill the balloon up with something, Jesus. right? I'm assuming a card. You got to blow it up. What is that? 12 balloons? You know? Yeah. What's that? A dollar 40? Oh, God. <laughs> And then you got to pop it. And you got to clean it up. You got to clean it you know? up. I, I knew the cleaning was going to come in. And then it. that's got to go to a landfill. Some fucking seagulls going to try and chew on it. You know, it's going to die when you could just be like, I don't know, set an app to be like, ding, randomize. Oh, we got to do this. You know, or you can just but not do that. You can do whatever the fuck you servers, want. Those servers that power those apps, they, they, they take just. They're being used to make Ethereum. You're right. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's better. It's better, better use. They're, I understand. They're being You're used right. to make right. unobtainium. I get it. <laughs> I'll buy that. I'll buy that crypto. Unobtainium. Um, yeah. Uh, I still had something I wanted to go back to because you mentioned the Quad Cities and yep. I'm actually going to be going to the Quad Cities this weekend. And, uh, it made me, this is the first time I've thought of this and I want to get your insight on this. All right. How is Bettendorf, Iowa, not a location in like the Lord of the Rings or World of Warcraft? Like Bettendorf sounds like a, sounds like a fantasy name. Yeah. We're on our way to Bettendorf to see the wizard, you know? Yeah, no, I absolutely, absolutely. I, there's a few of them down there. Like Milan is another one, which is spelled the same way as Milan, but it's pronounced Milan. Mm -hmm. But I could yeah. absolutely, yeah, I could, I could hear that. Bettendorf should be, you know what? We should make a Quad Cities based uh, adventure. That's yeah, right. One for you as DM. You need when we wrap this one up. I want you to make a Quad Cities based adventure, and yeah. we need to, we need to travel to the land of Bet, Bet, Bettendorf. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or Bettendorf is like is Bettendorf. like the king, you know. Right. King Bettendorf. Oh yeah. He rules with kindness in his heart. But watch out for the thieves over in Rock Island, the misfits that roam the coast. Davenport. I, I forget. No. Oh, Davenport. I was like, where are the other ones? There's Davenport, yeah, and then what's Davenport, the other one? Moline. Rock Island, Moline, yeah. Moline, Rock Island, Illinois side, Davenport and Bettendorf on the other side, but Davenport, Davenport's obviously a seaside, you know, yeah. of course, the yeah. great, the great, uh, financial capital Davenport, you right. know, ruled. It's kind of like, uh, in game of Thrones, it's like that, the, 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 was it the, uh, the golden army, like the people that have like all the banks and shit that fund armies oh, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. And then you've got, uh, Moline, which is, I don't know, the swamp people or something. You know, the Moline marshes, the, the marshes. Yeah. The grand marsh or no, the misty marshes of Moline. Cause you've got to have alliteration. The misty marshes of Moline. Yeah. Don't follow the lights. Don't follow the lights in the misty Don't marshes. Don't follow the lights. Yeah. The lights are tricks. But, but Moline, you've got to go through that to get, you've got to go through that to get the, uh, the precious ore that's, that's only found in the misty marshes of Moline. Of course, there's treasure to be found there, but at great cost. Well, you've got to you know? go, go through there because another one's Coal Valley. So you've got to go through <laughs> the Misty Marshes of Moline to get the ore mm -hmm. in Coal Valley. Yeah, there you go. Coal I'm Valley. You, well, I, I can't wait to go get coal. Right. You know? Man, <laughs> coal. it really is. That area down there is just wrought with D&D. &D, uh, it's so good. A lot of people don't know this, but uh, Tolkien-based Lord of the Rings... <laughs> Oh, the Quad Cities. <laughs> I couldn't say that with a straight face. I couldn't do it. 
Oh my god. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the fantasy world of the quad even the quad cities. Like if you think about it, it's like that sounds like a fantasy place. The quad cities. Four mighty nations brought together under one roof. Right. Happy Joe's forever. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> and the Marauders I was going to say the ice cream the, place there. The City Mallards, yeah. I was going to say the the ice cream place there, but it, it could. I need to have some context for it because the there ice is an ice cream place called Whitey's. Yes. All right. Which was the last and, name of the person? It was. I can't remember his name, but something Whitey was his last. I, I believe yes. it was his last name. Yeah. And so, it is delicious ice cream. In fairness, it is. Yeah. I just didn't want to yay white say Whitey's forever without some sort of context, you know, because that's <laughs> maybe that's we just bad. skip it all together. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah, and then there's and then there's old Whitey. He's over there. Um, old Whitey. Yeah, the, yeah. The Happy Joe's. I mean, it could uh, be yeah. worse. Happy it could Joe's be called Band of Marauders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Joe's. They're the is... gang known as ha the Happy Joe's. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're but the thing they wear these masks with like clown masks with faces, but they're actually like you said, they're Marauders. They come yeah. by. They're like, oh no, the Happy Joe's, and they're like. <laughs> <laughs> Bull wielding hatchets in each hand, you yeah. know, they're just like ravagers as they go around, right. just destroying shit. Years ago, so. the Quad Cities was struck into two fractions by the mighty Mississippi. Mm -hmm. Cut, cut down, yeah. cut betwixt by the mighty Mississippi. Oh my yeah. God, there could be such a. I legitimately want to make a fantasy. The Happy Fantasy. Joe Marauders yeah. could live in the Misty Marshes of Moline. You know, they could be one of the many dangers that exist, you know, Absolutely. in there. Yeah. Driven yeah. mad by the the mists, you know, they become, you know, known as the Happy Joes because all they do is laugh. And the only thing that the only joy they get is by carving the flesh of their fellow kin. What are we creating right now? I, I don't know, but I am into it. Hold on. What is a uh, a crag? It's like that, a like a mountainous thing. Okay, I'm so yeah, the so Astro the perilous, Crag, the perilous crags of Rock Island. Ooh, right? nice. Rock Island's where you go. That could be like a prison colony. You know, that's yeah. where all the you send people to Rock Island. To it's Rock kind of like the Australia yeah. of this world, where it's yeah, like they drop them off to the prison and they're like fend for yourselves. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's like a mix between Australia and uh, what's the uh, Azkaban. I was like Applebee's. <laughs> it's kind of like Applebee's in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. It's, it's got big oh, spiders man. and, you know, <laughs> that live under the rocks. I am so into all of this. We got to uh, yeah. implement John Deere somehow because John Deere is based in the Quad Cities. Ooh. ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, that's like that's like a leader whose like crest is a stag. You know, yeah, it's like absolutely the deer clan. Oh, like he's, he's the lead. He's been shunned. He's from a noble family, but something happened and he's trying to reclaim like he mm -hmm. was. You know what I mean? Like like generations ago, the deer, the deers ran this. And John, John Deere, the third. Jonathan Deere. Yeah. The third. Yeah. He's uh, he was he was a nobleman that lost his place. At the high table. Yes. And the deers still have an impact, but he has somehow disgraced himself. Yeah. You know, and, and he needs he's to trying to yeah. either he's he doesn't like what his family's done. So he's trying to kind of make his own way or, you know, I don't know. It's the, there's so much to play with there. You know, 
I mean, the and there's just like a lot of trains, a lot of trains just going <laughs> in and out of there. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. And there's a race that happens every year, and it's like really tough because there's a big hills. You know, there's a lot right. of hills, but people come to race it. You know, right. so it's a it's, test. It's a feat of strength. The feat of the the bix, the running of the bix. Yes, the bix, which is like a, a trickster, a jester. If you can catch the bix, you know, then you you win the maiden's hand or some shit like that, or the favor. You earn the favor of the king, Battendorf, the king, King Battendorf. To get the favor of Bettendorf the king, you must catch the Bix. <laughs> How does this work so well? I don't know, but I How does this so, work so well? I am so, look, guys, we, the thing is, we could conservatively round out the rest of this show doing this. Like, yeah, we could just create sweat. our own yeah. fantasy world, world build it and everything. Without so. sweat. This is amazing. And if we you're are from the Quad Mike. Cities, write a comment about how you would contribute to this fantasy world. What what other great things are we missing out on that we've yeah. you know forgotten? You know, oh, oh how can I forget? There's the arsenal. <laughs> oh my god, that's that's got to be the uh, the militant force down there. The arsenal, exactly. Yeah, it's it's independent force. The arsenal, yeah, exactly. Like they they will back the king, but they are their own independent force. They don't just, like, the king doesn't control them, but, you know, right. they kind of work independently. They're on in their own little island, you know? Yep. That, that, Absolutely, yeah. The king and, and you rely on them for safety, but they're also, at the same time, they're independent, you know? Right. So that could play a big factor in the story, you know? Publicly, it looks like they are they work for the king, but privately, the king has to curry favor for them. Like, he he is actually terrified of the arsenal. As they should be, you know, yes. the Arsenal's like, we'll back you, but we expect some concessions. Exactly. You know, publicly we're behind you, but yeah, yeah, we own you. Everyone private. knows, everyone knows that the, you know, they could turn the tables real quick. You get the Arsenal on your side. Do you, uh, you can make a, you can make a, a, a role for the kingship if you want to do that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. You control oh everything from the misty marshes of Moline all the way through the coal of coal Valley. Yeah, all the way Fresh to South Park Mall. Valley, yeah, yeah, you know, and uh, <laughs> oh my and god! And there's got to be an ongoing war between South Park and North Park. Absolutely, there yeah. has to be. Absolutely, South Side North Side duels continue on in this world, as always. Oh my god, this is beautiful. Uh, it's a beautiful I am thing. So excited at the fact that we've stumbled upon this. Literally, just I mentioned today. That I was going to Bettendorf and I was like, Bettendorf, what a dumb name. And then I was like, oh my God, this is like a fancy name. And then my mind was off to the races, but you've yeah. just helped me cultivate even more of that. So this is incredible. Yeah. We're yeah, if because, you think that we're not coming back to this off mic, you're crazy. Yeah. You can watch out for the Blackhawks, you know? Yes. Oh, they they patrol the skies and they report they back to the arsenal. They do. The Blackhawks, yeah. they are they are the scouts, you know. Yeah. So they, they say are. they're mythical. Some people say that they're humans that can transform into hawks you know but no one really knows for sure we did we just read a fantasy novel I'm so excited yes you oh have no God. idea also i think i know how we're tagging this yeah right yep we're gonna get this is gonna be our highest listened to episode in the quad cities right you quad watch. cities you we're know what i'm talking about we're coming for you yeah we're coming Go on you, you quad so. cities <laughs> quad cities let me hear you <laughs> In the house all day. <laughs> what nice, is it? Nice. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You don't Were need these to know. all things that you grabbed while I was gone? 
I grabbed two things while you were gone. All right. It feels like so many. <laughs> no, it's just the same one used many times. It's that one. And what is the other one? Nice. Yeah. It's just nice. a guy you want. Nice. 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 Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I feel like I need to add a little flavor to it, you know? Oh, so I'm into it. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. So uh, let's let's talk about um, let's talk about Jesus. What did you think of his birthday? Was it you know lackluster? Did it meet the mark? Well, the like, fact what do you that think? it hasn't come yet. Oh, subverting expectations, Christians. What Greek Orthodox? Let me hear you. Greek Orthodox. <laughs> the Orthodox calendar has Christmas coming up. Oh, I love it, Milos. I learned that from you. We'd always wish him Merry Christmas because he's Serbian Orthodox and we'd always wish him Merry Christmas. He's like, sure, you heathens. He's like, you celebrate the wrong day. (laughs) I always always got a kick out of that. That's so funny. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Well, I want to touch on kind of like a follow-up to something we talked about several episodes ago, uh, which is we talked about how a couple of real cool guys were suing Amazon, Jared goes, this felt like a story break episode. You're goddamn right. A couple of cool guys were suing Amazon and I think a movie studio uh, because uh, the movie Yesterday, which uh, starred Himesh Patel as a man in the world without the Beatles. Um, Apparently there were trailers in this, you know, film for Yesterday, which included clips of actor Ana de Armas. And she was, you know, noted, most notable in her Knives Out, uh, The Gray Man, and Blonde. That's what she's known for. But apparently they filed a suit back in January. God, almost a year ago is when we covered this. Alleging that they had rented yesterday after seeing her in the trailer. However, once they saw the movie, they discovered that DeArmas was cut out of the final film. And I believe you and I both made fun of these guys Mm -hmm. for doing this because, for a couple of reasons. One, Anna DeArmas is not the main character in this film. She plays a side character, which mm-hmm. I shouldn't even say she does because she doesn't because they cut her out. So, and the whole point of this was the idea that this man gets a concussion, passes out when he wakes up, he's in a world that doesn't know who the Beatles are, but he knows who the Beatles are and he knows all their songs and he starts to create their songs. People are like, this is amazing. And the story still continues with regardless of whether or not and Armas is in it. She was going to play a love interest of sorts is, is my understanding of it. Yeah. And ultimately she got cut out of the film. And these two cool guys were like, Do we, we rented this for five 99 to see Ed Armas. And she wasn't even in it. And they were apparently living about it. They were so fucking pissed. And it was like, mm, okay. Um, all right. Uh, and, and apparently the follow-up to this is that according to variety, U.S. District Judge Stephen Wilson ruled that movie studios can be sued under false advertising laws if they release deceptive movie trailers. So, previously, Universal tried to throw out the lawsuit. The studio argued that the movie trailers are entitled to protection under the First Amendment, claiming that a trailer is an artistic, expressive work and should be considered as non-commercial speech. Wilson rejected the argument, saying that a trailer is, in fact, commercial speech. Thus, trailers are subject to the California false advertising law and the state's unfair competition law, stating, Universal is correct that trailers involve some creativity and editorial discretion, but this creativity does not outweigh the commercial nature of a trailer. Wilson wrote, at its core, a trailer is an advertisement designed to sell a movie by providing consumers with a preview of the movie. So, and for the record... 
as this article goes on to state, it's not uncommon for movie trailers to include footage that does not actually appear in the finished film. For instance, one teaser trailer for Jurassic Park, which is another Universal film, is made up entirely of cut footage, which I wasn't aware of. So, with this new ruling, though, the door is open for studios to be sued for putting out highly deceptive trailers. And, I don't know, this doesn't sit well with me. Well, we talked about how there was a uh, there was a Marvel when they were coming to the peak of their Infinity Saga. They were, t- in order to tamp down as many spoilers as they could, they were releasing not only footage that was not in the films, but like footage that was was in the films but was doctored or or the VFX were changed, so completely completely re-edited footage. Uh, you know, that that was in the film, but was nowhere near what the final product was. Um, or just straight up fake footage just, altogether just to throw people footage. off. Yeah. The, the oh. scene that comes to mind is Infinity War, like the final sort of thing that you see is Captain America, Hulk, uh, Black Widow. They're in Wakanda and they're all running together. That doesn't happen. Hulk doesn't show up. He shows right. up at the very beginning. And he doesn't come back till Endgame. So, like, <clears throat> so, totally false and, and intentionally right. done to, to, you know, throw people off because they want to keep people surprised. Right. Now, look, from a... <clears throat> we're, I'm going to go back to when we had the discussion about the Velveeta mac and cheese thing. And Practical Doug was like, from a technical perspective, they're not wrong. Like, the packaging says this. I'll say that I do, I will agree with this judge in that one of the, one of the foundations of a movie trailer is to advertise a movie, to, to try to get people to go see the movie. So it, it is advertising of a film with the intent to, you know, solicit, to get money from people. Like I agree with that base definition of, or, we can or both agree on that idea of what a trailer is. Now that being said, I if if a movie studio, for whatever reason, by their own decision, or if reshoots force that to happen, or an actor, maybe a trailer, an early trailer gets released, that actor drops out, they have to reshoot a bunch of stuff that ends up affecting the story. If you know, for for a, a, a multitude of reasons. You know, that we we talked about a bunch of them off mic when we were prepping for this. If if any of those things happen and the and, or a test audience says, hey, we don't like this, which happened in this case, test audiences did not like the fact that the main character just ditched his initial love interest, Lily James, for Anna Armas. So like, cool, this isn't testing well. We we need to change this. The trailer's out there. It's not like you can put the toothpaste back in the tube. And and if something needs to change and the studio needs to do that for their film, they have every right to do that, in my in my mm-hmm. opinion. This is their film that they're making. <clears throat> a trailer is supposed to give you a general idea of what the film is. And in this case, I would argue that it did give you an idea. The fact that one actor is not is or is not in the film does not change the overall story of what this film is. And so Agreed. I think in this specific instance, this is extraordinarily. Uh, this is this is the definition of 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 excess. Like there's there's no need for this lawsuit. This is a superfluous lawsuit. Wow, very very well stated. Um, I agree. Like if if someone is you know let's frivolous. use Anna Armas again. Frivolous. <laughs> so I was frivolous. Like, that, that that word does not sound right. It's frivolous. That's the word I was looking for. 
Um, right. Let's let's use the Anna de Armas, you know, example. She's in the movie Blonde about Marilyn Monroe. Yes. If for some reason they were, you know, they send this trailer, it's about Marilyn Monroe, and then Marilyn Monroe is barely in the film, right? It's actually about, as I joked before, her real estate agent right. or something like that, and that would be deceptive, right? Like we're <clears throat> we're showing up there thinking, oh, this is gonna be all about her. It's like, nah, we're not even, we're not gonna cover that at all. One hundred percent. Now they're asked the wall for that sort of shit. But it's just like the woman who tried to sue for, you know, the movie Drive with um, a Ryan, J- Gosling. Uh, uh, Ryan Gosling. You know, they're like, I thought this was going to be Fast and Furious. And there's barely any driving in it. It's like, that's not the movie. Right. I mean, I I remember watching the trailer and being like, I get the, fa- the fact that this guy drives for some stuff and he doesn't drive that much in it. So I maybe there's some loose thing, but I'm like, watch the movie. All right. Did the trailer get you interested to see the movie? Were you going to hopefully see some car races and stuff like that? I don't know. I, I just I, I get kind of upset about this sort of stuff, because if something like this is if, if a judge is going to be like, yeah, this is totally OK. I'm like, no, in this specific situation. No. Could you find a better example? I bet you could. I bet someone could find a better example to bring forward to be like, this was deceptive. and We can go with that. But when I look at this example, it's like, no. No. This this actor, again, the core of the movie, which is very easy to understand, they put it out there. What if one guy knew who the Beatle was, Beatles were, and 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 no one else did in the world, and then he tried to capitalize on that? That is the that's the movie. Mm-hmm. And whatever happens in between, that's still how it works. It's like uh the invention of lying with Ricky Gervais. Mm. The name of the, the whole point of that is it's about the guy that first invented lying. Right. In a world where people didn't lie, they always told the truth. It's like, what happens there? And then whatever sort of relationships happen around that premise, you know, it's debatable. You know, yeah. it'll be like Jurassic Park, but it's all squirrels, you know? Sure. That would be deceptive. You know, there's no there's no dinosaurs in here at all. You know, there's just ghosts. Yeah, no, it, it, and, you know, you could also argue because there's constantly tra- trailers that, you know, there's sequences and stuff that, that are shown in the trailer that don't show up, right? You know, absolutely. If, if you're going to see like, oh, there's this awesome dinosaur fight, but that specific sequence doesn't happen, but there's other awesome dinosaur fights in it. Is that deceptive? I would well, argue no. Right. Like, I mean, well, and I'll take it to this. Now that this Pandora's box has been opened, can people sue because a certain scene wasn't in the trailer, but was in the film? Can that's that, what I'm worried about. You know what I mean? Like, and as silly as that sounds for me saying it, and some people are like, oh, come on, you're being ridiculous. Am I? Because people out there, think in this capacity they go cool now a precedent has been set how far can i take this you know and someone I just- is suing over the time it takes to cook Velveeta shells and cheese all right there's no low the bar is not low enough all right exactly. like there's exactly. there's no bar because it's that it doesn't exist like people can go as low as they want for this right. sort of stuff and, and i honestly again i can't imagine the frustration someone would have to have to go like we ran this movie and anna de Armas wasn't in it I'm going to sue someone over this. Like what? Right. How much time do you have on your hands to right. do this? You know? And my God, talk about you. You two better be the presidents of her fan club because that is a level of, of dedication and fandom that is just unrivaled. If, if, yeah. if she made, if her few minutes in this film are going to make or break the whole fucking movie for you, is it worth $6? You know? Is it worth yeah, uh, spending that much money over? Come on. Yeah, it's so it's 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 bonkers. And we just seem to always find these stories of people doing these these lawsuits. Yeah. And I want to go on the record and say mm-hmm. that listen, 
if someone is actively being very deceptive about something, fucking hold them accountable for it. Absolutely 100%. Yeah. If someone says your Velveeta shells and cheese can be cooked in two minutes, but it takes you 30 minutes, that's not cool. Even right. if it takes like 15 minutes, it's like, that's not cool. That's not true. You're obviously profiting off of a lie. Hold them accountable for it. All right. <clears throat> but when it's just so min- minute and you're worried about like the semantics of it, of it all, I'm just like, find something else to occupy your time. This yeah. is not a good use of anybody's time to, to look over this stuff and feel like you've been deceived. Like I, I, I just, I, I can't fathom a world where I would get that outraged that I'm like, I'm getting a fucking lawyer. Now, maybe it's just me. And I'm like, I'm also the guy that doesn't want to blow up 12 balloons and pop them on new year's Eve. All right. So <laughs> It's probably a me thing, right? Like, like to, if, if I get a lawyer, Justin, just know that something is really something, something horrible has happened. Something yeah. went down. I am highly motivated right. if I've gone to the lengths to hire a lawyer. Yeah. And it won't be over something as piddly as this. Right. Like, even if I bought a ticket to a movie and it wasn't what I expected and I felt like they lied to me, I wouldn't sue them over it. I would just never spend my money on that movie studio ever again. I would remember that and I would vote with my dollars. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, fuck those guys. Like, they're. Yeah, just like any gaming company that's ever put out a game, they're like, this is going to be amazing. The game sucks. I'm going to be like, uh, listen here, fuckers. Uh, no, you're never going to get that from me ever again. Yeah. All right. You're not going to get my money. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give you that shit. <clears throat> Fuck off. Eat all the dicks in the world. You're not going to get my money. It ain't happening. So uh, that's, that's, that's how I, I, that's how I will handle um, that sort of situation. I'm not going to get a fucking lawyer. Yeah. And basically, because again, and honestly, I would love to talk to these guys that are suing. I would love to hear their perspectives. I don't understand it. I'm talking a lot of shit about them, but I truly don't understand what would cause Ooh. them to be like, this is it. This is the moment where I'm taking a stand over $5.99 over a rental that I had over Amazon because I felt like I was lied to. I would love to know exactly what's going through their mind because I just don't get it. I just don't. I feel like you're going to be wildly disappointed by whatever their answer is. Like, regardless, I know you're like, I'd love to know. But I don't think you would. I think if they I would at least try. To, I, even if I don't agree, I would want to understand. I think that's my. It's always my goal is I want to understand. I want to. And if I'd be like, that's still fucking crazy. At least yeah. I could be like, hopefully I could understand where they're coming from. But just reading this, I, I can't piece it together. It doesn't make sense to me. I'm just like, what motivated you? Right. To be like, plant your flag. We're going to war over this and the armist not being in this movie. <laughs> well, and two, like <clears throat> I, I'll also say shame on this judge. Cause you like, you have, <laughs> you've cracked this wide open, man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what crawled up under his uh, robe that day, but he, again, like this is, at least go back to these two knuckleheads and say, hey, look, if you really want to make this a case, find me a better example than this. I'm willing yeah. to hear it, but find me a better, more, more substantive. Like this is it. You're again, it doesn't change. It does not change the story of the, the story that was set up is the story that was delivered. That's the mm-hmm. crux of it. You know, you could say that the 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 cg looked better uh, you know the cg didn't look good in the trailer so i didn't go see the movie this movie ended up being my favorite movie once i finally saw it because they fixed the cg in post it just wasn't that you, the the amount of things that can be brought from this lawsuit are are absurd you know what i mean well it's funny cuz what's attached to this article is a a, a visual like 
uh, list of the most spoilery movie trailers ever. And those are the companies we need to take to court. That's yes. what I'm going to hire a fucking lawyer for is like for movies that spoil their goddamn movies in the trailers. Yeah. There you and go. that's, that is unforgivable, unforgivable for movies that do that because I'm like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? And I think we should go through a couple of them. Yeah. You ready? Right, let's hit them up. Uh, Terminator salvation. Do you remember this movie? Do you remember I the never, trailer? I never saw that movie. I don't, and I do not remember the trailer. I was pumped for the trailer. I was like super into this trailer because um, for a hot second, I was like, this is one of those movies where I went to the movie. I was like, convinced myself that it was good. Okay. And like three days later, I'm like, that wasn't good. But like, I told myself, I'm like, oh man, that was, that was so good. And it really wasn't. Yeah. But in this movie trailer, they literally show the whole point is like Sam Worthington, like shows up in the apocalypse and they show in the trailer that he is a Terminator. Like he's part Terminator. Like that's like, you see and so when that re- shot of this, yeah. Yeah. It happens in the film and they showed it in the trailer. And so it's like, it's that, that should be like a huge reveal. Right. Of who this guy, like this guy is something It's like, no, they show it in the trailer. So right. you already know like, cool. Well, he's a Terminator. It's like, way to go. Now, sh- um, shocker, the next one on the list. Yeah. It's the principal says Jervis. <laughs> He says in all weird spelling, it's the principle. Uh, Terminator Genesis did not want to see this film at all, but yeah. also I can agree for because remember, it's like, oh, by the way, there's like a super Terminator that's behind it all. Yeah. <laughs> that's spoiler. There he is. Um, I don't recall this from Daredevil, the the bad one, uh, but I guess <laughs> you see that there's a shot of Bullseye falling to his death. Yeah. Which I'm like, poor choice. (laughs) Unless he, unless someone comes along and yeah, there's some where he falls on a, uh, 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 like a a tarp coming off the side of a building. Right. I don't, uh, I don't see anytime there's a shot uh, from a nineties film or early two thousands film. Anytime there's a shot that's set up like this, that is clearly a death fall. I mean, here's the thing. The only thing I can say about that is like, is it a dream sequence? You know, is it some sort of hallucination? Sure, you know, sure. That could be a possibility with something like that, but still it's it's on your mind as a viewer, like, well, he might die. So if like Stay that dream sequence it. doesn't happen, right, you know, and you, it's, it's getting to that point, you're like, Oh, I remember this from the trailer. Cause if you're like me, I remember this shit all the time from the trailers. Yeah. So it's really bad. Uh next one, Castaway. They actually uh <laughs> they show Tom Hanks like coming home reuniting <laughs> reuniting yes. with, with his girl yeah it, it's uh th- there's really no he's he's sopping wet and there's the scene where yeah she opens the door and it's just this 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 moment of uh of pure emotion and you're just like well i kind of know where that is all right fine right. why would you do that yeah you didn't have to do that yeah and similarly with the next one free willy that <laughs> iconic shot that everyone knows where the kid's standing on the rocks and the orca leaps over him and he's got his fist in the air. Yeah. That's Willie escaping. It's he's free. Yeah. <laughs> they show that the biggest iconic shot, you know, was uh, was ruined there. By the way, the 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 still from this just man, it is not doing oh, it's it's, so it's not doing the CG any any sort of uh what's the word? favors. What do you mean? That's doing, an actual whale doing that jump, Doug. That is that looks that looks so so bad. 100% that does not look real good. 
Orca jumping over that kid on the rocks and Ugh. the insurance that they had to get on this movie was insane just because of right. that shot. Yeah, look at that water splash too. It looks uh, real. Yeah. Well, it's a big whale. <laughs> and then we've got, I guess, speed, which I didn't realize was um, this I don't remember here. Uh <clears throat> there's no reason to show the bus explode, especially immediately before the shot of the hostages reacting to the blast from the safe distance. So basically letting you know that the hostages got away. So if you're watching it, they're like, oh, well, no worries there. Yeah, I guess they're banking. I would only in defense of this one, I would say maybe they're banking on the fact that you don't know who yeah. these people, unless you're going to specifically identify one of these hostages. You know, like it's a bus full of yeah. people and they're reacting to an explosion. So, you, yeah, I think you could easily be maybe, like, well, I don't know who these people yeah. are. So, yeah, you could probably pull that one off. <clears throat> Goldeneye. This one's a good one. Um, so Pierce Bros's 007 was shocked to discover his former friend and, and colleague 006 was not only alive, but also with the bad guy. Audiences, however, weren't surprised at all after the trailer explained this twist yeah. in detail. Yeah, they, they laid out the fact that, but he's not who he seems. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what Why would you do that? Because imagine if, again, like there's, there's a couple different ways you could spin this. It's like, here's this guy and yeah. you can make it so that 007 is familiar with him, but you don't know why. And now, granted, in the film, this is established immediately. Like, yeah, you know, you you see that he feels betrayed, and you think he dies, and he shows up later. But why would you be like, it's 006? So strange. Yeah, the decisions these people make. The Negotiator, a guilty pleasure of mine. Um, the trailer heats up actually a uh, montage that culminates with Spacey threatening. Now you're going to have to deal with both of us, the two opposing. Negotiators join forces because they're both good guys, you see. So, like, I think they were trying to pit, like, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy, because it's kind of a thriller. Like, you don't know who's really pulling the strings. And yeah. apparently they're like, oh, yeah, now you got to do with both of us. It's like, oh, wait, they're both good. Cool. We know that. We know that going into this. The island. Oh, yeah. The big twist. Yeah, remember this? This I don't remember this one. This was a uh, director, Boom Boom, uh, Michael Bay. There we go. That's his name. I call him direct, uh, Director Boom Boom because he's just all about all about explosions. Um, it's the people living in the world of the film are actually clones and kept prisoner until the originals need spare parts. So in the trailer, Steve Buscemi's character says <laughs> almost, almost all of it word for word. I don't. So well, I don't remember. I don't actually don't even remember this movie. Cool. I remember seeing the trailer for it. Because it has Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Johansson. I think it's one of her earlier roles. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. And I remember I was like, hey, this is the same premise from a bad movie I saw in Mystery Science Theater 3000. Where it's the same thing. Like these guys like were in this place and, you know, it was the clones and they were being told, you know, to if you act good, you get to go to paradise, basically. But with what happened is they get called in to get their organs harvested by the owners of the clones and so i'm like hey it's that movie they remade that bad movie so i kind of already knew what it was <laughs> uh funny people uh judd apatow's a movie uh the trailer tells us that he recovers from his terminal illness it's like nice right right let's, let's just say cool uh you're worried about him dying don't worry about it just enjoy all yeah. the funny things that happen yeah it's like, okay did you catch this because you were a fan of this movie big time the cabin in the woods Oh, Cabin in the Woods. I didn't catch this. You didn't? Um, okay. I don't even know if I saw a trailer for it, to be honest with you. 
So um, saying, I just like, heard it with glimpses of uh, these monsters attack. So the whole twist is that there are uh, people who are pulling the strings and controlling these monsters and it's all for, is it's an experiment, right? Is the, is the Spoiler whole Spoiler alert. Do you want me to, have you seen it? I, yeah, I, I did, but it's been a long time and I don't care if you, if, but yeah. Well, I mean, we're just kind of spoiling, spoiling this. That's kind of the point of this now. right now. Yeah. But the whole, the whole point of this is like, it's, I think it's a really great film. It's really great because it, it, it touches on, on for sure. It touches on all of the, um, yeah. tropes of horror films. And the idea is that all of those horror films are real because they are part of a sacrifice to these dark gods that they have to happen. Like everything has to happen in a certain way. Like someone, so-and-so has to die. The whore as they uh, has to die first. Right. And then there's a jock. There's an intellectual there. Like there's all these things, but the virgin is the, the pure person can live or die. It depends. And so like they have all these rules, which follow the tropes, but the idea is that this has been manufactured for generations to right. keep the world safe from apocalypse. And you, you find out that that's what the whole core of this is, is that these people get lured to a cabin in the woods they fit these profiles and then it's essentially like a uh, an operations, a corporate operation that is like trying to get these people to fulfill these things. It's it's a nice mix of horror and, and comedy. It's very interesting. It's a very cool film. Yeah, but in the it. trailer, you get a picture, you get a clip or a view of the monsters actually attacking the people in the control rooms who are who are mm -hmm. manufacturing all of this. And so you're just like, oh, yeah. well, that's so there's a behind the scenes and it just kind of you could argue possibly if you again, if I could be nitpicky with that, you yeah. don't know. Right. What these monsters are. They could be attacking a corporate office anywhere. You know, well, it could the, be the twist know. is so unexpected. I think that's the thing yeah. that people loved about this movie is that no one had ever no one had ever taken this approach on a, on a horror movie like yeah. this before. So it was so out there that it would be really hard to guess what, what they were doing. Yeah. And I love that. And with like the speed one where you'd yeah. have to, that's a, it's a tough thing to be like, Oh, those are the people who got out of the, <laughs> out yeah. of the bus that exploded. Whereas this one, it's like, I, I didn't realize this was the corporate facility that's underneath the cabin in the woods, you know? Right. right. <laughs> um, and then you have uh, the two towers, Lord of the Rings, where it reveals that Gandalf is alive, which I, to argue there's probably a fair criticism right like i remember yeah. seeing the trailer for it i'm like oh gandalf's alive you know you right. could have easily not shown that you know oh, very much because so, gandalf's yeah. not in the movie very much at all yeah so you could easily just not show that and showed all the other cool stuff and not have that reveal in there so that's a really good call out i think yeah well, i promise there's only uh, seven more of these guys yeah we're good we're, we're getting good we're having fun total recall uh, i didn't realize mm -hmm. that they actually um not only did you know that uh, Sharon Stone's character is working against Quaid, you'd also know that he files for a very permanent divorce from the barrel of a gun. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. <laughs> that the trailer showed that. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, the Dread, this is another one that I feel like is in line with Speed and with Cabin in the yeah. Woods. You and know, also I'd say um, uh, Daredevil. Where? And Daredevil, yeah. You so there's a there's a still of of Judge Dredd pushing the villain out of a window. Um, you know, when the next shot is a slow motion perspective view of someone falling from that window, you know that this villain's a goner, but it happens so quick in the trailer, and again, you don't really know the context. So I would say this one is on the edge for me. Yeah. Yeah. J Jared said we had the island on DVDs. It took two discs and we lost the second disc. Mm. So it was a super weird half film for us. 
you watch the first one, you go, what happened? What happens in right? the movie? I guess Superman 3, this is an interesting one. Uh, uh, let's see. Spoiler is more interesting than the film itself. Right. In addition to failing, uh, whatever, uh, the movie's entire plot was in the trailer, including bad Superman, the goofy team up between Richard Pryor's quasi villain Gus and soups at the end. Nice. Well, that's, that's the eighties for you. You know, I'll, I'll chalk that up to like, everyone knows, Oh my God, you shouldn't see this. Like we got to get people to this film oblivion, which, you know, you know, I'm sorry. They they reveal that. I just want to see it. Superman and Gus. And Gus, Gus and Superman did it, did it, did it back at it again. Uh, yeah. The oblivion is like, you know, there's a big twist about what's going on. You know, I actually haven't seen this movie, but you know, the idea that, yeah, whatever we're moving on. Moving uh, on. Batman, Batman uh, justice. Yeah. I love it. Uh, where they showed that we all made fun of this because, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, the, the, the cave troll from Lord of the Rings that shows up as uh was it doomsday? Yeah, absolutely. And they showed that. I remember just complaining about this even back then. I'm like, why would you show that? Right. Like, you don't need to show. <clears throat> well, first and foremost, it shouldn't have been in the film. We've talked about this too. Yeah. You packed so much in. This was by itself, two, maybe three movies worth of content. Like the death of Superman. If you really wanted to stretch this out, God, you could have made a really cool fucking trilogy out of that. They um, also didn't need to show Wonder Woman in the trailer either. That no. could have been a nice cameo that shows up to get people to go. Batman and Superman fighting. That's all you need to That's sell this fucking movie. That is one movie right there in it. You don't need everything else that fucking happened. The formation of the yeah. Trailer, you don't need all of that. This movie was so overloaded and packed. And a very similar thing happened. It's not on this list, but a very similar thing happened in uh, Thor Ragnarok. You and yeah. I were really pissed that they showed Hulk in the trailer. If they had just left that out and and maybe teased like, oh, he's going to fight someone and you you see the door, you know, to the arena get slammed a little bit. And you're like, what's behind there? Let people's imaginations run wild. You know, that's the kind of reveal you don't need to show. And when the Hulk comes, people come. So, you know. Yes. Hard. (laughs) Of course, the Kingsman Golden Circle. Have you seen the Kingsman? I have seen most of it. I've not seen the whole. I've not, I've intended to sit down and watch it from and uh, all the films in that franchise. I do want to watch them. I've just never bothered to sit down and, and commit to it. I've only seen the first one, and it's a solid film. But uh, Colin Farrell, uh, Colin Firth uh, dies. Yeah, in it. So when they're like the second one, he's alive. It's like, huh? I haven't seen the second one because I was like, ah, I think they're making a poor choice here. And they show him <laughs> that he's alive, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Uh, Apparently, the spoiler was bad enough that the director, Matthew Vaughn, spoke publicly about how, how against it he was. <laughs> oh, it's so dumb. And I guess last one's Ransom, which uh, he publicly turns the ransom money into a bounty on the kidnapper's heads. I actually kind of remember that. Like, I don't know. But whatever. Spoilers. spoilers. Those are the people that should be taken spoilers. to jail. Spoilers. Yeah. Take them to jail. <laughs> sue their asses. Them. Just take them to jail. Sue their asses for ruining their own goddamn films because they don't know any better. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Hey. All right. I think it's time uh, to move on. I think so. To something else. You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. 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 
Practical, practical, and spectacle Doug. Feels good to be back. Yes. You guys have not been here for an Ask Practical Doug before. Practical Doug is a tiny little Doug that lives inside Big Doug, and he helps guide Big Doug in all of life's journeys and through all of life's quagmires. Um, you can ask Practical Doug a question. If you join us live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Central, <clears throat> you can hop on our YouTube chat, youtube.com slash mindgap, and you can, uh, or mindgap podcast, right? Full thing. That's YouTube's thing. I don't know. Find us. That's right. Uh, you can ask live in the chat if you want. You can, on any social media, at uh, mindgap podcast, and then hashtag AskPracticalDoug. Or you could join the Discord where there is a Ask Practical Doug channel dedicated to questions just for Practical Doug. Today's Practical Doug question comes from me, Doug. I'm asking, should people stop sleeping with their cell phones right next to them? There have been studies that have talked about how it can be detrimental to your sleep. And I'm asking Practical Doug what he thinks. And what in what way is it detrimental to your sleep? Answer me that first, Batman. Oh. <clears throat> Now, I am not going to sit here and pretend to know everything from these studies, but what I do know is they say um, if your phone goes off in the middle of the night, the, the blue light that is emitted from it can actually, even with your eyes closed, can disrupt uh, your REM sleep cycle. Um, and then it's just the fact that if there's an alarm, if even if it's silent, if it buzzes, it can. we're so conditioned to respond to that that it can actually have an effect on you getting a full, like super restful night's sleep. Um, I know there is more to it, but that is the surface level stuff that I remember and also why my phone now sits out in the other room at night. I was only looking for surface level. That's perfect. That's all I needed. Cool. Thank you. Um, I personally uh, turn on the focus, the sleep focus, um, because um, one, I like the alarm on my watch. Which okay. I, I hold up my hand. I realize it's charging right now. So my wrist. <laughs> it's I was like, like it's not there. Um, I like it because I don't like waking up to sharp sounds. Yes. Um, so I prefer the the vibrating on my wrist to wake me I up. Like it's that. very nice. It's very. It doesn't wake up anybody else. It only wakes me up. It's great. I put on the sleep function so that all notifications are silenced. Okay. It also is a nice function because I tell it when I'm going to sleep. I set my like my schedule. I'm going to bed at this time, so it sets a wind down for me. So I know I'm like, ah, I should probably start getting ready for bed. So it, it reminds me of that. Um, and I like, um, and it will just automatically shut off. So I don't get any notifications okay. at all. doesn't matter when people send stuff. I do have it so that only Jill, if need be, if she were to call for whatever reason, it would come through. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't fuck with that stuff. Um, okay. I sometimes like to sleep to music. Um, if Jill is like sleeping in Natalie's room or something like that. I like to sleep to music, so I'll have my phone on for that. But uh, I, I'm kind of in the boat of I sleep is incredibly important to me, and I don't like it being messed with. So the last thing I want, I find getting notifications to be incredibly annoying. And I wake up every morning to at least three to four things that happened while I was asleep, like whether yeah. it's emails or, you know, TikTok notifications or something like I get something and I'm like, I didn't know about it because I had my fucking focus on, which was right. way better. And I and I prefer that. Um, so I would say that, you know, we all need to break from our phones. So, you know, the idea of I've also <laughs> nothing like trying to take a nap in the middle of the day 
and your phone's like buzz or my watch is like buzz, right. buzz, buzz. I'm like, fuck, I'm trying to sleep, man. Leave me alone. You know? So I think it's important to take a break from your phone and you should definitely give yourself the full opportunity to rest. I know they say it's, it's bad to look at your phone prior to sleep because mm -hmm. it can disrupt that as well. So I would, I would say, I think it's, I'm in the practical dog would say you're sleeping and unless you have something that you know is a potential emergency, turn that shit off. Like, put it so I don't. You necessarily have to get it out of your room, but put on your sleep focus on your phone. Like, yeah. put it so that it shuts your shit down. Use it to your advantage. Use it to allow yourself to know, hey, I need to go to bed now. Wind down. Time to get ready. Shut your shit off and sleep. Sleep peacefully. And when you wake up, your stuff will be there. So I don't. I don't. I don't feel the. If I got. I recently got a text message at 3:30 in the morning, and I didn't. It didn't come through because I had my thing. If I would have been fucking woken up by that, I would have been fucking livid. Yeah. If I would have been ding to get some stupid ass fucking text message from some dumb person being like, my email didn't go through. It's like it's 3:30 in the morning. Have some goddamn self awareness of other people. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? Like it's, it's, it's bonkers because I also permanently have my phone on vibrate. Never yeah. have the ringer on. Right. I can't stand the sound of it. I mm -hmm. sound like an old man, but I have it on vibrate because I also don't want to be the guy that's like, bing, bing. I'd rather it vibrate in my pocket, letting me know that something came through sure. and it'd be the same thing at night. I'd still hear Right. I don't need that vibrating on my fucking nightstand. Get the fuck out of here. Now, are you, it sits next to you or are you a fan of putting it at least across the room? It's, it's, it's right next to me on my nightstand. It doesn't matter to so, you. Okay. No, it doesn't, because again, it's on sleep focus, so it has no opportunity to do anything to mess okay. with me. So fair. Because if it messes with me, I mess with it. That's, That's it right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So do you sleep with yours outside of the room? I do. Beth and I both have ours in, in the other. Mine charges on my desk. Beth charges on the counter. And we're in the room that I'm currently sitting in. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah. So it does it does uh, reside. Ours reside in other rooms. We have no outside of a, um, a an, an alarm clock, um, which I don't really even use the alarm feature for. Um, outside of that, there's no electronics in our room. It, the reason being that you just don't want you yeah. don't want that stuff in your room. It's, I just think that for me, I think that having no electronics in a room makes the room a little bit more relaxing. Like there's, there's not a TV and a radio and a this and a that and mm -hmm. a phone and a computer. Like it's, it's way less clutter. It's a little bit more, uh, not to get hippy dippy. It's a little bit more natural. Like you, you know, like you're taking, you're taking out all electronics and you're just like, you know, you've got a dresser and a lamp and some plants, you know, it's a little bit more to me. I find it more peaceful. And if I'm going yeah. to, bed, I want to make the most peaceful uh, environment that I can for myself. So, no, that makes sense. Um, I I think just we got a new TV for our family room, and then Jill's like, "When we put the old one up in our room, I'm like, we're probably never going to use it. Yeah, it just sits in there most of the time, not getting used, and yeah. that's fine with me. Like occasionally, like Jill and Natalie be doing something. I'm like, I'm going to watch TV upstairs, and I'll watch yeah. it, but. I'd say less than 10% of the time it gets used. So it's in there, but I'm not, 
a big TV before bed kind of person. And plus I usually go to bed before Jill. And so it's, I, I respect what you, what you're, what you're saying with that stuff. I, I used to do my homework on my bed when I was in high school. Yeah. And I remember one of my teachers being like, what are you doing? Like, that's a terrible idea. And I was like, what? They're like, cause you're going to associate your bed with think time as opposed that's to sleep time. time. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and they're also like, Jesus Christ, that can't be comfortable <laughs> sitting in your bed. Question. Like just hunched yeah. over. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't comfortable, but I didn't really have a desk or a place to do it. And I sure so wasn't going to do it on the kitchen table or anything like that. So I would just do it in my room. Yeah. But I I got to the point where that became a routine. I was like, oh, because if my brain associates, you know, activation with instead of sleep time, that's bad. And I realized I changed it where I was like, oh, I'm just going to go in here. And when I've been here, I'm sleeping. I would go to sleep real quick. That's amazing. My brain is like psychology behind it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And my brain was like, sleep time, not work time. If I go over, like if I stay the night at, uh, like for a long time, I well, when I was in high school and even in college, I had, and even out of college, the first few years, I had a TV in my room. So I'm not a, like anyone who has a TV in the room, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just, for me, what I have found works better for me is that I keep, keeping electronics out of the my bedroom seems to create for me a more restful psychologically creates a more restful environment for me sure it's a little bit more tranquil you know mm-hmm. i have i have a book on my nightstand and if i need to and one thing i think i might have mentioned this a while ago one thing that i found like a brain hack for me is if i read a chapter before i go to bed i will remember my dreams the next morning if i don't read a book i don't remember my dreams and it's the That's weirdest thing so by reading something switches in my brain just by the act of reading that allows me to re- either retain the dream or be more creative at night or what, whatever that is, you know? So I, that to me, that, that is the environment that seems to work better for me when it's, when it's something a little bit more analog and less digital. Yeah. I find myself whenever I'm around people who don't silence their phones and things like that, it's, it's much more irritable to me because it, yeah. who can stand that constant ding, you know, right. like, it's bad enough on a day-to-day basis when you're like, I'm getting a Slack, I'm getting an Outlook email, I'm getting a Gchat message, I'm getting a Discord message. Like, There's a lot of notifications to then have that going all the time on all your devices. That has yeah. to be insane. That has yeah. to be. And then Jared's saying his nieces stayed at his you know house on New Year's Eve and they don't have their phones on silent. It kept binging all night. And he goes, my apartment is so tiny I could hear it through the super thin walls. That sorry sounds awful. That, man. Yeah, I'm sorry for but that. It's probably them punishing you for like, you know, masturbating because they could probably hear you just They were tired. The right. They were tired of all the balloons having to be popped. They were texting each other like, can you believe this? Our uncle is just, you know, blowing loads. I can hear it literally hit the walls and then slowly slide down. Like, <laughs> do you hear that? Or is that just a giant huntsman spider crawling around? Oh no, it's just his jism. Never mind. And that has been practical dog. Because <laughs> they're like, oh my god, I'm ready to go to sleep, and all they hear is. Oh. <laughs> oh. And then right is right is Jeremy, Jeremy, right is Jared. <laughs> Was climaxing. Oh, fuck me, slutty. He just right. yeah, quietly through the walls. <laughs> quietly through the walls. Oh, that was so much fun. That yep. was good. That was good. That was a good question. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That was a good one, man. Go. That was good insight. All right, buddy. What do you got to recommend this week? Well, I'm going to recommend. I am such a ridiculous fan uh, of the movie Encanto 
uh, on Disney Plus, I uh, would strongly recommend watching Encanto live from the Hollywood Bowl. So they Ooh. brought the original cast back together. It was actually the they were they made the movie during the pandemic. So this is the first time that the cast has ever been together performing these songs live together on stage. Um, so this was kind of a, a cool like they actually got to be you know, in, in, in each other's presence and feel the performances and interact with each other. And they did a really great job. Basically it was just all the songs, uh, through, they didn't really do, it wasn't like a stage performance of the film. It was almost like listening to the soundtrack live, but the way Lin-Manuel Miranda came out and he, he wrote all the, uh, the songs for it along with the composer that they had. And he came out and introduced it. And in, in true, like, Disney magic fashion, uh, you know, he came out and did this wonderful introduction and he's like, you know, I even have, you know, I even, we even built, uh, built a special casita for, for this thing. And he pounded his foot on the floor and these tiles, it was all holographic th stuff. Oh, these wow. tiles came out on the floor and he's like, all we need is a little bit of magic. And he like jumped on them and this like gold dust kind of like permeated out of them and came up the walls and it, and it built the house that is in the film and the shutters moved just like it did in the house. And it was, it was just, you watched it and you're like, this is, this is Disney. This is that pure magic that Disney is known for creating. It was just a really cool experience. And to watch all the kids sitting in the Hollywood and the adults, frankly, sitting in the Hollywood bowl with just smiles plastered across their faces, singing along and being excited when, you know, Bruno comes out and they're like, ah, oh, like, it was just, it was really cool. And it was, it yeah. harkened back to, because you and I have talked about how Disney's lost a little bit of that sheen. Uh, mm -hmm. It harkened back to kind of that magic that made Disney what it was when we were younger. And I, I felt that. It's funny you mentioned that because I thought it was weird that like after like he jumped up and down and it kind of made the house. They're like, cool, if you'd like to see the rest of this, we just need you to pay five ninety nine to see the next chapter. <laughs> um, Here's and if you pay eight ninety nine, you can get a fast pass to right. see the next two you can do that well here's the thing that would have been the case if dick and bob chapik were still in charge of this fucking company yeah. but now right. that Iger's back yep we're good to go nice yeah what do you nice. guys or should i say nice. you know nice um <laughs> i'm having too much fun that's i don't nice. know why but i love it i hate it <laughs> So I've heard for several months that Top Gun Maverick is a dope ass movie. All right. And uh, I'm like, I'll catch it on streaming. Well, it was on sale for 10 bucks on iTunes. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to roll the dice on okay. one on this one. I'm going to fucking get it. And I got it. It did not disappoint. It is. Yeah. All right. It is. I like Top Gun. The first one, this one, it's a solid sequel to it. Great. Solid, solid, solid sequel. I was very pleased with it. I enjoyed it. Um, Tom Cruise just fucking man, that guy fucking kills it. And the shots that they have in this film are, yeah. And because I know that he got in a fucking plane into a goddamn right. jet and was filming this shit, and you feel the stuff that you're like, oh my god, like it's it's crazy. It's it's so much fun. That's and the awesome. best part is like the bad guys are just nameless bad guys. Like you don't know who they are. They could be any country. It's yes. it's not the Russians, it's not the Chinese. It's just like it works. It's it transcends wars. It transcends diplomatic atrocities. It's always there. It will always work. Right. Because it's just there's a uranium deposit that uh you know is going to be turned into nuclear weapons. Uh, we got to take it out. It's like 
who's doing it. it it's like we gotta take out this uranium deposit it's being uh it's, it's gonna be enriched in a week yeah. and we gotta take it out and i'm like okay that's cool um <laughs> but yeah it's it's a really it's a fun film i guess it's streaming on paramount plus and i'm like okay. i'm not fucking paying for paramount plus but uh i bought it for 10 bucks i'm like yes i will absolutely buy this movie and i'm glad that i did it's a great film highly recommend it it, it lived up to a type solid solid flick just fun fun action movie so it's not like Fast and the Furious fun, but it, you know, it's it's yeah. it's a couple steps up there. So it's it's really cool. So highly recommend that. Very good. And with that, gang, thanks for hanging out with us for another week of Mind Gap Podcast. And Justin, thank you for coming back. Oh, Appreciate you, it's buddy. It's good to be back. It's good to yeah. be back. Yeah. Uh, be sure to check us out on youtube.com slash mind gap podcast. If you're watching this there, uh, please hit the like button. It's free. And if you're so inclined, hit that subscribe button. And please check out some of our other goodies that we have out there. I've posted uh, some Andy America shorts. Uh, I very much enjoyed those. I also just posted a clip from last week, last week's episode, where we had uh, the AI Alex Jones reviews Bluey. Uh, that's been a fun post. Uh, you can check that one out. That's really good. We got a whole bunch of other playlists and things like that. So please be sure to check out that stuff. Uh, like, comment, share. All that good stuff. It means the world to us. You know, we did a recap of where we've come in a year. We've come really long ways, and it's all because of you, because of your engagement. Uh, so please, please keep doing that. Also, uh, I we do live stream the podcast on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. I'll be hosting a video game live stream this Friday, January the 6th. We're going to be playing Among Us. We're going to be trying out the hide-and-seek mode with the Mind Gap All-Stars. So please be sure to check that out. That's 8 p.m. Central time on Friday. We're going to have ourselves a, a real hootenanny for that so please come and check that out and also follow us on all our social medias at mind Gap podcast and be sure to check out justin as well on instagram it's at justin underscore michael spelled m-i-k-e-l it's the fun way of spelling it and while you're in the all man realm check us out on apple podcast stitcher google podcast podbean spotify all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts you can find us we ask that you share us around like subscribe rate review all those good things and then 2East8th.com and 2East8th and all social medias. Also, keep an eye out. Uh, love and Improv Film on Instagram and loveandimprovfilm.com. We, uh, in another week, we have our live improv shows coming up. So any backers that uh, donated a certain amount of money uh, to the crowdfunding thing that, um, you know, the, one of the incentives was that you get to be a VIP at one of these shows, uh, please check your email. You should be get, have gotten a notification via Seed and Spark. We sent that email out that way. And uh, you got to let us know which of the dates. It's either the 13th, the 14th, or the 16th, which date you'd like to attend a show. So keep an eye out if you're a backer. And if, uh, you, know, if you just want to show up to Second City one of those days, you might be able to get in. So I'd say give it a shot. That's the 13th, 14th, or whatever January of 16th. January? 14th and 16th yes so it's right. friday saturday monday cool that's very go. cool well that's exciting uh well justin i just want to say thank you douglas thank you chat thank you listeners thank you and you have a dandy fucking week mind gap podcast <laughs>